Hello and welcome. My name is Dr. Kenitra Bryant, and today's motivational aim targets they have lives too. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this 38 part series I'm covering entitled God, Me, and the Dissertation. You've probably gathered from the title that I'm talking about my dissertation process and how I had to depend and lean on God throughout the entire journey. Well, I had to depend on God throughout the entire graduate school journey and undergrad experience. But the higher the promotion I've learned and the higher the level of elevation, there is a requirement of more responsibility and commitment. And for those earning degrees, it's nothing easy about it. Anybody working towards any goal, it's not easy. But going back to people who are trying to obtain a certification, some type of training or degree, it requires individuals to actually do what they need to do. For example, actually going to class day in and day out, dealing with all the pressures from every side. And those pressures could be personal, internal, external with other people, life pressures, Things people knew about you and they didn't know as you just kept going towards this goal and going through this continuous journey to achieve what you wanted to accomplish. And what happens when somebody reaches their goal? Somebody accomplishes their aims? There are new pressures associated with that new level. There are new things that somebody has to carry and new things somebody has to deal with in their promotion. So just because a person is promoted from one level to the other, it doesn't mean that pressure stop. It doesn't mean that problems stop. It doesn't mean that challenges stop. They're there. Those challenges are sitting on somebody's shoulder, in their pockets, in their purse, waving at them. That's why we need God in every step Every phase, every level, in every relationship, everything is not a game. So for those who are joining me for the first time, feel free to listen to parts one through six. But now I am targeting in on the motivational aim. They have lives too. And in this case, they are identified as anyone assisting you in your research or someone supporting you as you go through this research journey. And like you or someone you know, I've had to complete research papers and assignments from elementary school up into a doctorate program. And when I look back, when I was in elementary school, it was hard work doing those elementary assignments. That was tough. I don't want to diminish those elementary school assignments from kindergarten to fifth grade. I'm going back in time. I had to pull some all-nighters back in the day. Some all-nighters. Well, they felt like all-nighters. I was going to sleep at like 9.30 and 10 o'clock. Oh, my my goodness. That was tough. On a five-year-old, six, seven, eight, nine, ten-year-old body. Man. Especially when your mama lets you know that this is your research assignment. I'm just helping you out so it can look nice, but this is your work, Kenitra. I think if I had a podcast from kindergarten to fifth grade, it would be entitled God, Me, 
my mama in my research project. But the difference would be I'd be telling y'all how my mama made me mad. And I wouldn't give you any encouragement. I'd just be telling on my mama. And then i get snatched up. But those research assignments that I went through, even from elementary school, those all-nighters getting snatched up because I was playing and not paying attention, that helped me understand the importance of getting things done, doing things in advance. Because I wanted to do my work and I didn't want to get in trouble. So I started doing my work early to the best of my ability as I progressed in each academic level. And then when I got to middle school, I remembered the foundation of those research assignments from elementary. And of course, I still received help from my mama, but it wasn't that much. Well, it wasn't as much as it was when I was younger because I was building, I was developing in learning how to gather research, how to organize material, how to present material, how to communicate. And yes, there were challenges, but I pressed through, just like you all. Then when I got to high school, same thing. I was receiving assistance, but not as much as I was in elementary school and middle school. Really, in high school, it got to the point where you were just only asking your parents for supplies. But those high school research projects, they were tough. And then you go to college, undergrad, if you went down that route. Those research assignments were tough, too. Then the graduate school and professional school research projects weren't a game. But if you think about it and you look back through each stage one is in, it's a challenge either way. That's why it makes no sense to... Look at where someone is and just diminish what they have going on. A doctoral student is doing their research paper, and then they have a kindergarten student or a first grader doing a research assignment. To look at that first grader and say, oh, that that's nothing. I'm working on a dissertation. That child is really going through it. They really are. They're not at the level that that person is on, but in their level, where they are, where God has them, they're going through all types of storms. Just think about the storms that a first grader could be going through when they're trying to gather research about a historical figure that they have to talk about. Six, seven years old, five. Look, that's not a game. They have to deal with their parents or their caregivers. If the caregivers or the parents don't want to work on that, they're delayed. If they want some snacks and then the caregiver or the parent is helping them out and they don't want to give them snacks, they can't eat their snack. And they're hungry. Now their focus is off. They have to wait on somebody picking them up. Now they could be eager and ready to work on their assignment, but... Somebody picks them up and they have to take a nap. They're delayed once again. Then if they need their supplies, somebody's talking about how they'll go to the store later to get what they need. That That's a lot of pressure. And then the child is trusting this adult or this person, trusting that they've managed their money properly to 
purchase a couple of school supplies for this assignment. Hopefully it's in the budget. I mean, that that's a lot of pressure. It's not a game. And let's say that they wanted a glossy poster, but somebody told them, nah, you're just getting this regular. Nah, we're not doing all that. And don't ask for a trifold. A trifold? Did the assignment require a trifold? No, no, no. You, you're not getting no trifold. Um, this right here, 97 cents, this is what we're getting. That's a lot of pressure for a six-year-old, especially when they have a lot of creativity. Things are just delayed. They're hindered. But they still have to go do their work. Same thing with somebody working on a dissertation. There are a lot of delays. Things that people can't control. Now, if it's tough for the researcher, think about how tough it is for the person supporting the researcher, supporting the student, helping them out. Whether it is a family member, a professor, friend, advisor, whoever their support system is. If it's tough for you and it's your assignment, it's tough for the person who invested their time to help you with your project. And that's an aspect some people do not think about because when it's time to get something done, you can get tunnel vision and you just focus on what you need to do. You're not considering anybody else's feelings or anybody else's investment to what they're doing for you. That's why you want to take some time and reflect and think. Researchers, students, understand that those people who are supporting you and guiding you and instructing you, they have lives too. Yes, it's your research assignment. Yes, it is of extreme importance to you. But those who are assisting you have lives. Some of them are going through health battles, family battles, mind battles, relational battles, substance abuse battles, internal, external, situational, environmental battles, all while they are making these promises to you to help you out and yes some of them are going through financial battles but all of these things they're going through yes it's about you and it's for you but the world does not revolve around anybody so when I was going through my dissertation phase I had to accept this because when a person is so focused on achieving and completing what they need to do Most often, people aren't worried about somebody going through their own issues as they make strides to help you out. And I believe a lot of you can relate with this, not even about a research project, just in life. For example, let's say somebody is going through a health battle. This person is really going through. That person's goal is to get back on the track to wellness, normalcy, and to be able to provide and do what they did before. They just want to feel better. They want to look better. And it's just so tough. This health battle has been going on for a long time. And as they are on their road to recovery, and they're thinking about what they need to do, 
And even when they get frustrated and they're scared and they're full of anxiety, what if the people who were supporting them, they snap at them and they disrespect them and they demand so much from them, not realizing that the person who's helping them out, they're going through a health battle too. Not only a health battle, but a relational battle financial battle somebody just betrayed them in the worst way an identity theft battle you see how this is not exclusive to just school it's just life period people are going through things but people are trying to make these strides to help people out that's why it's important not to be inconsiderate and be so dogmatic demanding things from people when they are volunteering their services, no matter what that service is, even if it's the service of an encouraging word, when one is aware that people have lives too, they are more understanding. And I think I talked about that in the Broken Promises episode. But when I went through this, this was a wake-up call. And I say that because when you're working on a goal or you're trying to achieve something, it can, if you don't check it, it can overtake you, consume you. That's all you think about. That's all you talk about. That's all you're trying to finish. What's the next thing? You're thinking about all the problems. How you trying to get out of this pit, out of this hole. You're just ready to be done. And you can start thinking about everything you have to do, everywhere you have to be. And you end up taking your eyes off of God. He's the one who called you and caused you to do what you're doing. That's how some people lose relationships. Their relationships just crumble. Because they take their eyes off of what's important. Especially if it's a quality relationship. They take their eyes off of that because they're trying to pursue a goal. And there's nothing wrong with the goal that they're pursuing but it's how they are doing it, how they are talking to people when they are trying to achieve something, how they are just casting people by the wayside. And they're thinking, oh, I'll go pick you up late. I got to finish this. Now, that's all good if it's something that you need to do that requires that. And of course, you'll be leaving people alone that the season is over and these people are toxic. That's a whole different ball game. But when we are so fixated on goals and we're not even developing and checking in with God the Father and focusing on that relationship, boy, that's a major problem. And then we're not considerate of other people. We're not treating people in a respectful manner. We're not treating people the way that we want to be treated. That's, that's alarming. That's a red flag. And it doesn't mean that a person is abrasive either. I mean, I don't think I was abrasive, but I was focused on what I need to get done. And as you hear more episodes, you'll understand why I had that mindset of, oh, let me, I need to hurry up. This is really getting on my nerve, boy. I'm really going through. And when I received this wake-up call, I kind of slowed down, not in the speed and the intensity of me pursuing my goal, but I started to slow down and evaluate what people were going through so I could be understanding. I remember 
conversing with some committee members and listening to the people who supported me, whether they were providing a listening ear, somebody was investing in me, helping me out. I would listen to my boss at the time, friends, loved ones, people were going through things. And they wanted to achieve their goals. And they were trying to survive in some areas of their life. And I would go have my individual meetings with my five committee members who would talk to me about the progress of my dissertation. They'd give me feedback and then they would tell me about their personal battles that they were going through, which made sense of why they were breaking some of their promises. Some of the battles that they were going through, I could relate with them. They were going through some of the things that you go through and you've been through trying to achieve their own dreams while helping somebody else with theirs, dealing with people, dealing with backstabbers, dealing with the competition, dealing with family drama, dealing with health battles and health scares. But they decided to meet with me so I could accomplish what I needed to accomplish. And knowing that, that helped me and it opened my eyes to be more patient, exhibit more grace, and walk in understanding. Now, just because somebody is patient and they are walking in grace and they're understanding and they are trusting God and they're asking God for wisdom and discernment, it does not mean that they are suckers. It doesn't mean that they are weak. It doesn't mean that they are naive. It just means that now they are trusting God to balance them as they test the spirit by the spirit to see what's coming to them. Is this a distraction? Is this somebody just talking about a battle? Are they still going to do what they need to do? Or is this something to get me off? Some excuse so I won't continue on with my vision. That's why you have to ask God for wisdom and discernment. Ask God for strategy. Ask God to guide you. Ask God for interpretation and understanding. And when he provides it, execute it. Because although people have lives too, you have a life and you have things to do that need to be done. But of course the aim is to exhibit understanding, the love of Christ, all while you don't play with distractions. When you remain in prayer, the Lord will, if you ask him, reveal to you who is using their battles as a way to delay your process. And when you ask God to show you what to do as he supernaturally works on your behalf, trust and believe that God will come all the way through for you, whether you are working on a research assignment or not. This is true for every area and aspect of someone's life. God will turn some stuff where you won't have to lift your hand to fight a battle that someone was using to cause your downfall. God has done it and God continues to do it and God can do it. The aim is to keep him first. And a scripture I would like to leave you with is Proverbs the 18th chapter and the second verse and it states, A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. 
that scripture lets us know straight up that fools don't want to understand anything about anybody or any circumstance. They don't want to understand God's word. They don't want to understand cause and effect. They don't want to understand that life is not all about them either. All a fool wants to do is engage in every emotion, even if they are emotional wrecks. They want to stay in that foolish behavior. But for those who are wise, they do not fool with foolish people. We don't want to exhibit foolish behavior when we are working on our goals as we interact with other people. Another scripture I want to share with you is Proverbs the 14th chapter and the 29th verse and it states, Whoever is slow to anger has great understanding, but he who has a hasty temper exalts folly. This scripture is reminding us that there will be a lot of moments in life where we will meet anger face to face, but it's important to control one's temper. When you're working on anything and anger creeps up, ponder on the promise from God in Proverbs the 14th chapter and the 29th verse and ask God to guide you in understanding and wisdom. And I have another scripture. I didn't realize I had three, but here's one more. And it is Colossians, the fourth chapter in the sixth verse. And it states, let your speech always be gracious, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how you ought to answer each person. This is hitting the target for this motivational aim. People other than you have a life. I'm pretty sure you've met some people who diminish what your life is all about. They think that since you don't talk about everything you're doing at every moment in the day, they just conclude that you're not as busy as you really are. And some people think that since you don't speak about your life and you don't go into detail about your life, and they do, their life has more value and more purpose. And in their minds, they're just more significant than you are. And of course, that's not true. But when you're dealing with people, whether they act like that or not, it's important to treat people with kindness, treat people with respect, evaluate what people are saying, and let our speech be gracious, seasoned with salt. That means you're caring and you're being wise. You're showing compassion, but you're not showing complacency. You're showing love, but you're letting people know what time it really is. And ask God to show you what you need to do as it relates to answering each person the way you need to. So as you go through your journey doing what you need to do and people are helping you, understand that they have lives too. Do not diminish somebody's life because you have a goal. Pray and ask God for balance, insight, foresight, fortitude. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Visit drkenitrabryant.com to download God, Me, and the Dissertation, a 38-day devotional. On the site, you can order inspirational apparel, 
and you have the option to connect with me on Instagram at aim towards the target and at college underscore success tips. I have a few Bible plans on the Uversion Bible app that you can complete individually or with friends or family or co-workers. Enjoy the remainder of your day. Peace and God bless.